millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, I'm Alice Oliver and you are listening to Just Films and That, the podcast that celebrates films we think might be underrated or underseen. It was Josh's turn to pick the film this week and he went with Lara Croft, Tomb Raider from 2001. So let's see what we thought. So then, Josh, as I said, you chose this week's film, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider from 2001. So spoiler warning, listeners, if you haven't seen it. So Josh, tell us. What is the film about and why did you pick it? Oh, I'm excited. I've been excited for this one. Oh, yeah, excited yeah. to see what Ooh. you think of this. Oh, so, yeah. Go on. Go so on. So first of all, it is Lara Croft Tomb Raider from 2001, not the more recent one. The one we, This is the one with mm. Angelina Jolie that we're talking about. So the plot, well, Angelina Jolie plays Lara Croft. She's a Tomb Raider. She goes around the world raiding tombs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on the popular game series. Um, and that's basically what it's about. I'm not going to go into it anymore. Lots of puzzles and traps and a, and a MacGuffin and a plot device and everyone's trying to get the thing to get to the place to, to save the world. Lots of bad guys going, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of, uh, lot of bad guys with, with Machiavellian plans and all that. Um, so, why did I pick this? Well, um, so I, I remember enjoying this as a kid. I remember mm. watching it like on video or whatever when it came out, thinking it was like a good action film. And a few weeks or months ago, I can't remember, it was on telly. Oh, and you know when wow. you just you know you just find yourself getting sucked back in. Right, yeah. And you think, oh, I'll just have this on whilst I eat my tea. I'll just have this on while I do this. And then you don't turn it off. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, I I I didn't I I didn't realize I'd still enjoy this like okay, tw- yeah. tw- 20 years later. Mm. And so because of the podcast, as we both tend to do sometimes, because we're always constantly thinking of films to do for episodes, I looked at the critical reception and I was pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty shocked at how oh, poorly shocked. rated it was. What and, a and, dramatic and, and, you know, word. He was shocked, yeah, listeners. I, I was, I was. And, and, <laughs> and um, yes, yeah, so, so it got pretty battered by the critics, which I okay. never, really, I never really knew. Mm. Um, so that's why I picked it. It's why I think it's underrated. It's probably underrated. not. It's probably not underseen, but I think it is okay. critically underrated. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I'm proper. Mm-hmm. I can't decide whether you'll absolutely hate this or whether you might actually sort of love it. A yeah, little do you bit. think those are the two options? Yeah. No, because there's always a middle ground, isn't there? Which is probably a nice, nice, gentle grey uh, yeah, area. It might be. Uh, might, you might be in the grey. Uh, have you, you seen it are before? Are you leaning? Are you leaning one way or the other? I, I don't know. Because if I think about other films you've picked mm-hmm. and the sort of, I think you might really like this. Okay. But I also wouldn't be surprised if there was some elements of it that really pissed you off. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I could also see the stuff in there. Like, for example, I reckon 
you might quite like the music. Oh, that's an interesting take. Because it's like a house and garage and you quite like that sort oh, of stuff, yeah. don't you? Interesting that you bring that up. Maybe that's in one of my piles of notes. The <laughs> well, likes find or out. the dislikes. I suppose um, we'll so, find out. So had you seen this before? No, I hadn't seen it, but I had heard of it and I did know that Angelina Jolie was in it. I also had a sneaky suspicion that Daniel Craig was in it and then he was. And oh, I was yeah? like, why do I know that? How have I seen that? Uh, so yes. But no, in terms of like... So my expectations were pretty low going in. Yeah, I thought, thought oh, be. is this going to be a bit naff, a bit rubbish or whatever? But you know what, Josh? I actually thought it was pretty okay, you know? Yeah, okay, okay. I didn't okay. I didn't, I didn't, didn't love it, but no. I definitely didn't hate it. And didn't I reckon my likes list is way, way longer than my dislikes list. Oh, well, list. I'm happy with that then. I'm happy yeah. with that. Like, like you say, you it's go. not always love or hate, but I'm glad there's more positive than negative. So then oh, what, definitely. what did you like then? Because I had uh, some things I thought you would like and some things I thought you wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I know you did say the music, um, and I did love the music. I thought it was atmospheric. <laughs> I thought Jack. it was dramatic. Oh, I, oh, yeah, the two songs at the end, because it was that, and then it was another one as well, quite a popular one. I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, I thought the music was great. Um, so yeah, in general, it sounds great, but it looked great as well. I love some of the stylistic choices, the set design, the prop design. Uh, the opening sequence, I think, is brilliant with Lara doing like this training drill. And I really enjoyed the music that they used there. And there was lots of use of like silhouette and shadows. The camera work and the framing, I also thought was really on point and you felt like it was really intentional. And it was almost as if every shot could have been a photograph. Mm. Mm. And I wonder if that's the video game well, yeah, sort did, of inspiration did, did you, coming in there. Did you play the game? Have you played the games? I didn't play the game. I I definitely saw it, so I feel like yeah. maybe my brother played it yeah, and yeah, like yeah, I'd yeah, seen yeah. it. So I know what that I know what the game looks like. But, but no, I hadn't played it that. myself. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that sort of dusty, shadowy aesthetic, isn't it? Because it's yeah, so so I I have I've not like religiously played the games. I have played them like mm -hmm. a little bit, but not not loads. But you can definitely see stuff in there that is like the games, and they've put lots of stuff in there that is a wink and a nod to the games. So like she does, mm, I thought so. She does a she does the thing that's quite famous in the game. So she does a backflip and takes her guns out at the same time. She yeah, does, like, this, cool. She does this. She does this roll where she changes direction. Mm -hmm. So she does that in the game. There's a few other bits as well. That's, I think. Uh, the butler, there's a, so there's a, the most famous thing most people know about Tomb Raider is in the third one, you can follow the butler around mm -hmm. and like lock him in the fridge and you can't kill him. So if you try and okay. shoot him, he puts a dinner tray up. Okay. And it right. seems it, like it's this like indestructible <laughs> dinner tray. And it's just one of those things that became a running joke of like, oh, the things you tried to get to do the butler. Lock him in yeah. this big walking free. And in it, he does do the thing where he lifts the dinner tray up as a little nod to the fans. Ah, so, okay. And, and then... You've, so obviously it's a platform game where there's a lot of problem solving and puzzle solving. And I think mm. I think what this doesn't get enough credit for is that I think that comes into it. I think mm -hmm. there's a really good sense of escalation in the films of like, you do this, which leads to this, and it escalates. So like, you, you solve the part one of the problem, but then loads of stuff comes out and tries to kill you. So then you've got to beat mm -hmm. that while solving part two and escaping at the same time. That's mm -hmm. very gamey, isn't it? That's like a very gamey aesthetic is like solve mm -hmm. X, to, to get why and then Z happens. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. Uh, it was really fast-paced, I thought, visually. So it was lots of quick cuts and the camera is moving an awful lot. And I think that they did it really well and it just made the whole thing 
like you felt like you were really there along with the ride and it didn't feel like there was really much of a lull at any point. Um, there were a couple of different vibes I was getting from it too. So at times it felt quite Batman-esque in terms mm. of the characters and the plot points and the narrative drivers. The combat and some of the imagery I, I thought uh, reminded me a bit of The Matrix and of Equilibrium. You know, yeah, it's very yeah. it's very motorbikes, cars, metal, bullets, guns and computers. Yeah, leather and jackets. Um, and yeah, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the sunglasses costumes. Oh, oh, so many sunglasses, right? Angie was always in some sunglasses. And I reckon the CGI was pretty good as well. Well, and it hasn't bad. aged too bad. badly at all. It's not bad. There's some films from this area where, like, it's like The Mummy Returns. There's the bit where <laughs> The Rock comes out. Bit. So there's a bit where yeah. the, you can YouTube it. It's often considered to be one of the worst pieces of CGI of oh, all time. Dear. And The Rock comes out as the Scorpion King and it looks like a PS1 cutscene. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's definitely aged, hasn't it? It's definitely like, it's 2001. You know this is not mm-hmm. modern CGI, but it's not like, God, this is bad. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you're right. I think there's some good stuff there. What do you think of the uh, What do you think of the action in it as an action, action film? As an action film, yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, so one of my uh, points here was that there was a lot of long sequences without any dialogue at all. Usually the action sequences or some travel sequences, and I like that they weren't just fully relying on the dialogue to tell the story and trusted the visuals and the sound alone to keep the audience engaged. There's one moment where the whole gang are traveling to and in Serbia. And there's this great group wide shot of them walking along with massive helicopters moving around in the background. And this just looks so brilliant and so dramatic. I did think as well, Daniel Craig and Angelina Jolie both gave really good physical performances. Yeah. And not yeah. just, it, you know, in terms of the action, but also some of their facial expressions. I mean, 10 out of 10 for facial expressions uh, from both face, of them. A lot of good facial expressions in this. Yeah. And I think because the way the music was and how it was edited along with the action it was really enjoyable. Like it didn't feel tired at all. And there were some great moments like when we were in Lara's house and, you know, the action that was happening there or like when we were in Serbia in like the secret lair or whatever it was. So we had a few good different locations. You know, all those guys are breaking into Lara's house and stuff and that was all very big and dramatic. And I thought it was pretty good. So I think a lot of it, Daniel Cray is great in this. He He doesn't have Mm -hmm. loads to do, but I think a lot of it is on Angelina Jolie. Mm Mm-hmm. Like she's in every, she's in most scenes, mm-hmm. except for the odd bit with the villains. And I think mm-hmm. she is, I think she's really, really good in this. I think she's a really mm. good Lara Croft. I think that she absolutely nails the action side of it and the physical side of it. I think she does get the character right based on from what I've seen in the games. She does get the accent right as well, I think, which is, I think it's quite, quite important. You know, we, we've joked before about <laughs> Americans doing English accents, you know, mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves and Dracula and I know where the bastard, oh I know where oh the bastard sleeps and all that. <laughs> but I think she's pretty good in this. I, I when, when I watched this, I like, I was like 11, but I didn't know she was American, mm-hmm. um, which is usually a good sign. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I think she's really good in there. I think she really nails like particular physicality of the character, and yeah. and just to see her just battering dudes, mm-hmm. like she kicks the shit out of some henchmen in this. Yeah, it's and pretty I, satisfying. It's pretty watch, satisfying. Yeah. I bet, I bet, like, and as well, there's not that many female led. Certainly, at this t- point, there wasn't that many female led oh, action films. So it's yeah. Is it before Resident Evil? It's before. Um, some, I'm trying to think of other ones like Mad Max Fury Road. There isn't that many female-led action films. Wonder no, Woman, really do you know what I mean? And and I think this is pretty. I think it's pretty cool to see a just a just a badass Lara Croft just laying waste to dudes. Yeah, and it's not. There wasn't too much of a focus I felt on the fact that she was a woman. No, there was the odd thing with her and her 
Butler, who is Rimmer from Wet Red Dwarf, yes, it is which I just thought was funny. Chris Barrier. I, never, I haven't seen him in anything else but Red Dwarf, so that was funny when he turned up. But he said, you know, he was saying something like, oh, you know, that's not very ladylike, or you need to do this to be more ladylike or whatever. And she was like, yes, well, I suppose a lady would. And there was the odd thing like that, but it wasn't a huge focus. And no. it wasn't like, oh, she's a woman. She must be weak and puny. And oh, can you believe a woman is doing this? And it's like, oh, not her, a woman. Yeah. Like it was more focused on Lara Croft, the person, not Lara Croft, oh, she is just the woman sort of thing. That's how I felt anyway. But yeah. my expectations with stuff like that are pretty low, especially with films from this time. I mean, 20 years ago or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So what else then? What else did you like about it? I'm glad, I'm really glad that you liked it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm really you know, glad. I, I really think it, there's there was a lot, I, I came away with an overwhelmingly positive feeling and yeah. I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel like you'd wasted my time making me watch this <laughs> Especially this when, well, shit. It, it's always nice when you go in with lower expectations to come out like, oh, it is actually, wasn't, yeah. wasn't painful. <laughs> Green Lantern, I think, yeah. Exhibit A Pass right there. Passengers for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and me too, actually, with Passengers. <laughs> I'm calling as well. Um, so I know we touched on a little bit there, the cast, but I think the cast is brilliant. So obviously Angelina Jolie and Daniel Craig. But we've also got Ian Glenn, who I absolutely loved in Game of Thrones. Rimmer from Red Dwarf, like we said, Chris Barry, which was just so funny. Like I've never seen him in anything except Red Dwarf. And then is it Julian Rind Tut? Forgive me if I'm Green, not quite yeah, saying Yeah, the guy from Greenwing. He's like his but like he's brilliant, isn't he? Is the bad guy's like smarmy, sarcastic yeah. assistant, isn't he? You got Noah Taylor from Submarine in there as well. Oh. Oh my god, was he? So the, the he? his little her her guy in the chair, her IT guy is the oh. dad in some submarine. Oh my god! Um, of course, got, he was unrecognizable. Yeah, but now that you say it, now I can see it. Yeah, you got John Voight. So Angelina Jolie's yes, dad, a, actual yeah. dad playing playing, dad, playing yeah, her yeah. dad. Yeah, which is quite a nice little touch, I think. And again, he does an all right British accent. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't say I noticed his one as much. <laughs> So we'll move on then to talking about anything that we perhaps didn't like about the film or anything we would change. So, Josh, where's your head at with this? What are you oh, thinking? Oh, I like I, I see the song from the film. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, that was totally on purpose because I'm really smart and I why, write all my own jokes. That is why you get paid them big TV dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the broadcasting ability. Dollar, dollar, bills, Okay, so most of what I liked was, was, was to echo what you said. Now, there is mm. things... It's not perfect... Mm. It's a bit of its time. Um, it's a bit daft in places. It's a bit cheesy. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't mind a lot of that because I do think the film, yeah. it's, it's definitely got its tongue in its cheek. It's not oh, It's not being serious. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Mm. It, it knows what it is. Mm -hmm. But there are a few conveniences of like plot devices just appearing, of dreams happening to, yeah. to explain stuff, convenience things. You know, like for example, there's an action scene, probably the one of the best action scenes where like you alluded to before, they break into her house mm. to steal something and she takes them all down and it's a really good action scene. But for some reason, she's on a bungee. She, well, she's, she was training, right? She was doing so, her but is that jumping what it is? around is that, sort of acrobatic training. How is that <laughs> helpful? Like she's on a big bungee on a chandelier. Why, why is she bungee jumping in a house, Alice? 
I, I mean, I assumed it was some sort of physical training, you know? <laughs> but she can't jump that high without the bungee, so what use is it? It's useful for if she ever finds herself in a circus tent and the bad guys <laughs> are near the top and she has to get up there. Obviously, Josh, so, come on. I shouldn't have to explain that, this that, to you. But that's, you know, I really like that action scene. It's almost balletic. It's almost like a dance in places. But yeah. there is an element of like, they've obviously thought of... It's, yeah, it's in that stage of like, what, what can we do? It's, yeah, it's let's a bit make like, you know, happen. You might not have seen it, I don't know, but like if you watch Mission Impossible 2, they very much went, uh, let's make it a kickboxing one. It's a kickboxing one. And then there's loads of random kickboxing scenes in it. Okay, and loads yeah, of like you. doves and motorbikes and fa mm -hmm. flames. And it all sort of looks a bit like a music video in places. Mm -hmm. And there's a touch of that with this, which is like, someone's obviously gone, really cool action scene with a bungee jump. And then yeah, gone, let's make it happen. How, how do we put it in the film? I just... She's just there. Like she's just practicing. Yeah, she's, she's just, just practicing a bungee. She's got a she's got two guys who work for her and they're quite happy to set up a massive bungee for yeah. her on a <laughs> chandelier and she just jumps up and down. So there's a few bits of convenience like that. Things there's, like there's, that. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a couple of cliches as well. Like, for example, at one point, I think she finds herself in Cambodia or Indonesia, and lo and behold, she ends up at a Buddhist monk temple oh yeah and, and they she's give like her best some, mates yeah. with the monk yeah, and they give yeah. her some magic healing tea and it's a bit like yeah. you know and the scar on her arm disappears yeah, it's a bit cliche yeah. you know it's a bit when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A bit convenient in it. It's a bit, but I guess really, I don't, I don't really mind that much because yeah, it is it's just very stuff you notice. It's like yeah. I suppose in games, there's plenty of games where you drink some sort of magic potion and you heal. So maybe that's well, of course, of just, course, just a yeah. version of that. Um, and I guess it's in parts where they've they've tried to translate the things that are happening in the game into the film. Yeah, 
But because when you're in a game, I think you suspend your disbelief a little mm. bit more, don't you? And you accept that as full fantasy because you are Lara Croft. Yeah. So it's like, well, I have been injured. Obviously, I need to be healed. But when you're watching the film, there's that di slight disconnect. Because you're watching it, not so you, being it. So you're not thing, as yeah. immersed. So I think it is a bit more difficult to suspend your disbelief. And I guess that's why they probably say it's so hard to make a video game film. It's so because hard, the, the isn't it, to make it work? the of a video game you know, it's if so it much happen. different to watching. Even, yep. even if you take something as simple as like FIFA, mm -hmm. well, playing actual football and playing FIFA are massively different, mm -hmm. but they do their best to try and do things to make you feel like you're immersed, but you can't be actually controlling the character. Yeah, and so it will always... it is difficult. Yeah. Um, it is so... difficult, and I think everyone's experience of the game and the things that they feel while they're playing the game is mm. obviously very unique to them. It's like when people say, you know, oh, the book was better than the film, yeah. and it's like, well, yeah, of course it was, because you imagined the book. You've coloured like, in you, the pictures You created book, you? that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if the book is doing its job properly, the book will always be better than the films, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely, because it is your version of the story because yeah and that's why i think quite often it's people will often say, i don't know i'm a lot of people are different i would always rather if i'm gonna do both read the book then watch the film because mm -hmm. i've read books before where i know who's in the film and i still yeah. put you know daniel ratcliffe as harry potter yeah yeah if, because i can't help it because someone's done it mm -hmm. for me and ultimately your brain is lazy and will cut corners and do what it can to save energy won't it so mm -hmm. anyway so there was there was that element of stuff with this sort of being a bit cheesy, bit you know. There's a lot of like, there's there's a lot of, sort of cheesy dialogue and and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But I didn't mind so much. One thing I did want to ask you about, other, other than that, there isn't loads. One thing I did want to ask you about, and I'm a bit on the fence of this is one of the criticisms I have read is that it's a bit gratuitous when it comes to her as a character. Now. I will concede that they hammer you over the head with the she's not a lady thing. They do do a mm. bit of that, like you said. The butler's always on over to be a lady, and there's mm. there's a few elements of 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 that sort of side to it. And they overegg the pudding a little bit on that. But in terms of gratuitous, so apart from one bit where she's in the shower, mm -hmm. I don't really feel like there is a lot of gratuitousness in it. I mean, you see far more of like. Thor oh, in, think, in a so Thor we're talk, film. we're talking in terms of nudity I, I think, and perhaps think, the sexualization so. of that character. Uh, yeah. So, and that's obviously something that for, we could open up a can of worms here, but that's something that the character is associated with, which is like an yeah. over-sexualization of the character, you know, mm -hmm. all this talk about how big her boobs are, how little her waist is, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Which I'm sure we could talk about, and many, many people have done so. Mm -hmm. And I remember there being an element of this of them saying, you know, she, it's a bit gratuitous. Her costumes are a bit gratuitous. There's that shower mm -hmm. scene, which, you know, there there is a bit of that, but there's plenty there of is... other. There's a there's there's an, almost the exact same scene with Daniel Craig. That's exactly what I was just about to say because obviously when that shower scene with her is happening. You know, it instantly my mind does always just go to, oh, yeah, here we go. Not really adding to the narrative, but we just need to see the pretty lady. But then because Daniel Radcliffe is then doing the same and his scene seems to last <laughs> Daniel, a little Daniel, bit longer. Did I say Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. <laughs> I was wishful thinking, Alice. We'll cut it, we'll um, cut it, we'll cut it. <laughs> um, Daniel Craig, my other favourite Daniel. Um so because he... Would you rather his, it was Daniel Craig in the shower or Daniel Ratcliffe in the shower? I, You know what? I respect both men too much to answer that question. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. We'll put it out to so, listeners. Who would you rather see in the I'll, shower? 
So I think because his scene lasted quite a long time, he's then running around the place yeah. naked and wet. You know, the, the woman knocks on the door. She sees him naked. Yeah. Angela, Lara Croft then also sees him naked. So he is subjected to a bit of that as well. I'm not saying that's great. You know, maybe we shouldn't be objectifying people all the time, but... It was equal. Yeah. We did have Lara, and then we had him. And it's, I just don't, I don't think, it, it's its completely pointless, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like pornographical gratuitous. I've seen worse. Yeah, I've gotcha. seen way uh, worse. Yeah, so I, I disagree when it comes to that. But anyway, that's about it for me on the dislikes. Yeah. I suppose the things I don't like about it, I also sort of do like about it because it is very tongue-in-cheek, yeah. but... There are flaws to it, and a lot of that is down to how it's aged and the fact that it's a bit cheesy and the way it's written. It's very much a 2001 blockbuster, isn't it? But Yeah, totally. What about you? Is there anything you didn't like? So there was a lot of whispering, uh, which yeah. was a bit annoying. So I know I said before that I enjoyed, obviously, the sequences without dialogue and trusting your audience to follow along. But if you are going to talk, I want to be able to hear what you're saying, mm. please. There's a lot of, oh my God, my dad, my dad left me this letter and, and it was all like this and I was like oh my god speak up you're driving me mad so it was a bit of that you know how I feel about the chewing gum thing I feel a bit similar with the whispering I don't like it when so, people yeah, whisper it's, it's a bit of a blockbuster thing isn't it where characters are all gruff I'm being very a lot dramatic of characters are always like oh my god it's yeah, that yeah thing, exactly that exactly god, that exactly yeah, exactly yeah there's a lot of that in in blockbusters in particular there was, a, there was always a lot of that I don't know yeah. if they just think it's atmospheric but the call's coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing, isn't it? Um, I can stop you. It's all that. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, stop. Speak up, man. Pretend you're in the theatre. Yeah, if it was... Like, um, what? Yeah, exactly. Did you just, just say like, you could stop, stop me? <laughs> Did you just say you could stop me? <laughs> um, so I wasn't totally thrilled with Daniel Craig's American accent. Ooh. And... I really liked his performance in general. Like I've already said, his facial expressions, his physical performance was brilliant, but his American accent was just bad. And I wish they hadn't made him do it. Like you're in London. Yeah, there's no you're reason for him to be American, by British people. What is the point? Because she's English. So maybe she's, she, she might not, probably has been to America, but. But why? Why, do, yeah, why does he have I've to never, be like I've that? I've never even thought about that. Because he's not, as far as I know, he's not even a character from the games. He's a love interest that's, is he a love interest? He's a character in the, that's been written for the film. So. He's sort of, yeah, he's kind of got a history, it feels like. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a tiny bit, and I quite liked the film for this, actually, but there was a tiny bit of a will-they-won't-they, they, but it was never all-consuming, and it was never the main driver of the narrative, which I liked. So, yeah. And, and they don't Didn't run off into the accent. sunset together at the no, end. No, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, he was brilliant. Otherwise, I wasn't as sold on Angelina's British accent Ooh, as much as okay. you are. Okay. I do think it was perhaps a little bit too pronounced. If you know what I mean. <laughs> but that's hard. It's hard no, when you're is, doing an accent is, that isn't your own. So I let her off. Again, didn't ruin it for me. Um, and there was just one sequence, really, that really annoyed me. So when Lara's reading a letter that her dad has written to her, we're getting some visuals of her dad. And I th- as I, I think he, he was the visuals were of him writing the letter. And this just went on for far too long. Like, I get that they needed to get all the info that was in that letter out in the open and for the audience to be aware of it, but I feel like there could have been a more sophisticated way of doing it. It's a bit of an exposition dump, isn't it? It is. It's a bit too much. And about halfway through, I was bored, and I was like, this is too long. And the way he was speaking, it felt like every time he got to the end of his sentence that that was the end, but the words just kept coming. 
And I just would have liked him, I would have liked the film to have worked on this a little bit more and maybe to work the information into the story in a different mm. way. And yeah. that was really the main standout part for me that I didn't like. And that bit is really whispery as well. Okay. He's like, my darling, Laura. Take care, my darling. Lara, Lara. Can raid some tombs, my daughter. It's daddy, John Voight. I am yeah. John Voight, your dad in real life. And everyone yeah. in the audience knows that. Yeah, it was a bit, it was just a bit too much. Like, do a, do something different. Show me, don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I guess maybe that comes down to who it's for. Maybe it's for younger. Yeah, maybe. Because, you know, there's definitely other teenage boys enjoying this in 2001. Mm, mm. Um, but apart from that, that was it, you know. Didn't hate it. <laughs> Thought it was okay. So we'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception. And Josh has picked this one because he thinks it's underrated. So that's interesting. So I haven't seen the critical reception, Josh. Should I hazard a guess, Ooh, do you think? yeah, I think. Yeah. Give us a guess. You think. Give the us vibe a I get from you is that you think it is pretty underrated. But you've already sort of, we've alluded to the fact that we know it's not perfect. Yeah. But that it doesn't deserve perhaps the battering that it got. It doesn't. So I'm going to say that it maybe got a low five. Ooh. And so I'm going to say 5.1 or 51% Rotten Tomatoes wise. And what I reckon what that's what it got. What would you say? Is that, what would you? You know what? Like, is, that, is it better it. than that? I think it's better than that. I'd nudge it yeah. into the sixes, okay. maybe into the high yeah. sixes. And it's funny, you thought I'd like the music and I really fucking did. <laughs> so, and you know, I've been, I've been battering many films music on the podcast. So for me, when there's a good score and a good soundtrack that I can really get my teeth into, I'm like, oh yeah, sick. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'd nudge it into the and, high sixes, I reckon. I'd probably give it that as well. It's not perfect, but it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's good fun. It's tongue-in-cheek, and it, it doesn't deserve the battering got. Now, let's have a look. So, Go on. at the time give of recording... It give it to me. <laughs> at the time <laughs> of recording... Stop whispering. It's annoying. Sorry, I can't help it. At the time of recording. At the time <laughs> no, of recording... Don't do it. <laughs> at, the, at the time of recording. <laughs> at the time of recording, it gets 57% on IMDb. So not okay. too far off what we're saying. But then we go over to mm. Rotten Tomatoes, Alice, and then it really mm. takes a dip. Ooh, the audiences go on, go on. give it 47%. So 10% okay, worse than IMDb. Yeah. But the critics, I'm afraid to say, give it 20%. <gasps> That's criminal. I That's think disgusting. So. I think so. No. So it no. averages out forty-one percent based on those three scores. Fucking hell! Twenty percent. Bullshit! The that for me. Are you mad? Didn't Green Lantern get twenty percent or something similar? Something like That's that. That's weird. I, I think this is. It's not perfect, but it's not twenty percent bad. And As in no dimension is this twenty percent bad. Some of the criticism was very much like, oh, you know, Angelina Jolie carries it well. She does the action well, but it's, there's no there's no story. It's like there's fucking loads of story in there. There's a bit of story. I there's got the, it. There's, there's a bad guys who want a thing. She, Lara wants the thing. Wants we need thing. to make sure she, they don't get the you thing. Know, she goes to the place and she hits the guy with the bike in the face. She exactly. shoots, what, shoots the what, screwdriver what at want? the guy. They go to Serbia. Yeah. You know, what else? She do you has want? a shower. Daniel Craig yeah. has, a has a shower. We all have showers. Not Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe's not in this. Um, he notoriously doesn't shower. Yeah. <laughs> so are we saying underrated then? Oh, definitely, man. Right. Definitely. Definitely underrated. It's definitely underrated. <laughs> 
Okay, so there we go. Lara Croft Tomb Raider sliding on into the underrated vault with all the others. I'm I'm happy about that. It's one of the one of the. I'm usually happy when we put a film in there, but I'm particularly happy about this because I think that's so harsh. I think I'm really surprised, honestly. When you think of some of the films we've done and some of the scores they've received, I am really surprised by that. For me, I read some of the comments and I felt that was a snobbery about it. Oh, isn't there just yeah, though, with the critics? Like, oh, anyway. no snobbery is allowed on this podcast. <laughs> what, what Every about. film is welcome. The only thing we, we can give be them all snobs a chance. about is whispering and um, <laughs> gr- chewing gum. Gr- chewing gum. Um, uh, the least favorite thing. Uh, people doing accents um, when they wouldn't be bad accents, bad accents but yeah. accents when they wouldn't be speaking in that language in the film. Anyway, um, we'll be <laughs> back next week with another film. So very much looking forward to you joining us then thank you as ever for listening to us if you'd like to give us a suggestion for a film it's just films on that pod at gmail.com yeah, if you do get the time we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a little review or rating on where wherever you get your podcasts really apple spotify all the usual places wherever does reviews really um <laughs> and we're on all the social medias if you just search for just films and that pod on facebook twitter instagram tiktok we're always there with something or other we're always trying to keep you entertained with lots of content Speaking of content, we're also on the television, Alice, aren't we? We are indeed. We are on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. Or if you've got Sky, you can find us on Channel 195 across the country. So that's every Friday evening from 6pm on the local TV network. All that remains to be said then. Oh, I knew you had, <laughs> had a feeling you were going to do something like that. All that remains to be said is thanks for listening. <laughs> and I'll see you next week. Cheerio. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>